It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 853. What's happening, Gronks? What's going on? 15th of September, 2020. How are we? Uh, I'm well, thank you. I uh, One of the gifts I got uh, for my 30th from Brie, which I got later in the day, was a uh, diptyque candle, which is one of my favourite candles. Cute. And uh, yes. so I get to uh, light, light it when I want. So it's in my home office. And I've oh, lit the candle. Is um, on does Bree have conditions about when you light it? Because well, you probably no, get fair it. enough. Fair enough. I think that the the feedback that Bree would give is that I give her a, a bad name in regards to the sort of household we have, and she doesn't let me do anything, and she's always nagging and all that sort of thing. And it's actually not true. Mate, put a pig in a mansion and you get a fucking yeah. pig style. <laughs> Don't speak to her like about her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm the pig. I get that. Uh, and so, yeah, I've got the candle. It feels very luxurious to have my own candle and not have to tense my asshole that Bree's going to be like, hang on, has that candle been going for six fucking hours? Because you've nearly burnt you, through the whole thing. You are the gronk that would turn it on and go into the other room. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, I want the. I don't want the direct smell, but I want it to sort of flow through, you know? Oh, mate. Hey, um, quick one. On this day. Mm-hmm. On September 15th, 1997, do you know what domain name was registered? Have a guess. One Amazon.com. Oof, up there. Google.com. There. Google.com. That's pretty good. Google.com. Was it sounds very registered. echoey at your place. Can you explain Does it, what's mate? I mean, Yeah, so I'm uh, currently at an open home. Uh, <laughs> no, I have moved house. It has gone well. Um, what hasn't gone well is the transfer of my internet. Mm-hmm. So, tomorrow it gets installed yeah. at my new place, which means the old address gets cut off and the new address starts, it's activated. So, I can then start broadcasting from my home. So, currently I'm at my empty house that I used mm-hmm. to live at. Any issues so with getting the internet sorted? Oh, I mean, there's a... I cannot believe that MBN haven't done some sort of campaign around leave the box, leave the black box. Mm-hmm. The black box is what basically connects the MBN to your router. And so, everyone thinks that the router, you take the black box, which says MBN on it, you take, which you don't. Mm-hmm. And so, the amount of money that MBN would have had to spend because these black boxes don't work at any other address other than the address that they are created for. Do you and think so then, though, that the... Um, so, the question I have is, is the landlord or the tenant paying paying for the uh, for that box? No one pays. Here's the thing. I reckon if you paid for it, you might yeah. sort of... No, I reckon because you don't pay for it, you're then like, no, hang on, what am I saying? There's there's no connection. There's no so stakeholder, pa- right? So there's there's, there's no, no one who's saying that's my fucking uh, box connected to yeah. my house, and we paid for that as the owner, and so no, yeah. don't take it. So I guess. So, but if you yeah. if they made you pay, and then you mm. get your money back when you leave the box, sure. And the next like that would make sense. But there's mm. no sort of like you could easily just be oh fuck, I'll just quickly clean up the house. I'll grab all of that shit. So you're not having you to pay anything to NBN to get nothing. The the it's the bizarre. Box. Okay. So the la- the lady at um TPG Internet like they said yes, yeah, so it's like not written into our scripts yet. 
was oh, like, okay, robot. <laughs> just write it. Just fucking. I know you want to say it, but don't wait yeah, for the yeah, script. Yeah. Just yeah, say, "Have you left the box?" Should we get Make TPG sure we lady for screenplay Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> Follows the script, mate. Yeah, that's yeah, for yeah, sure. It's not some Mason job. Yeah. Um. But no, no, no. It's it's all happening. It's all happening, and we're moving. Uh. And it will be connected tomorrow. So, oh, it'll be great. less echoey. Sorry, guys. Sorry. That's all good. Uh, on the Screenplay Sunday stuff, you're probably wanting an update. Oh, definitely. So. What's happening? Uh, on Sunday, I announced Screenplay Sunday. I announced that yeah. it's our new podcast. It's in Apple Podcasts now. You can go subscribe if you like. Uh, it's on Spotify as well. Uh, and I promised episode one, Ryan Shelton and Matt Diavella. Big, big. Yeah. Sent, Always sent you'll it. find me you'll find me sort of scrambling to give mm-hmm. another option or offering. And so uh on Sunday I, I went out there and said this before I asked them. And so then I was scrambling on Sunday to chat to them and see if we could make it happen. Yes. So uh Ryan has said great idea, I'm in. Yes. So that's great. Uh still need to I said it when suits you. Didn't write back. So, I'm hoping that's all good. Diavella, he took about 24 hours to write back, but I get it because time difference and, you know, busy guy. Doesn't spend too much time on his phone. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he said he's on the final week of uh, Picture Lock for his new Netflix doco. Oh, wow. And so, he's like, it's hectic for the next two weeks. Yes. But could Nat and... I come because I said oh, it would be great to have Nat on as well. He said, "Can yeah, Nat and I come on in a couple of weeks' time?" So we great. have Diavella and Nat for yep. uh, in a few weeks. Ryan yep. Shelton for this week. Pending, this is great. He writes back, <laughs> uh, but I think that's that's a strong. I mean, he said yes, so it's just yeah. about like locking in the time. Yeah, great. Um, so anyway, there's my update. This is great. Screenplay Sunday. Have we got a website yet? Nah, nah. Probably just goes. To a Venture IP landing page or something. Yeah, great. No, that's a good update. Good update. Um, I've been watching something lately, a bit of content around um, kidnaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds the appeal? Seems dark, but it's actually not. The this I, fa- I came across this guy, Tim Kennedy. Seems like a real patriot. I think he served uh, over in the States. Mm-hmm. And so, muscly guy, lives in Texas. Um has some young kids, has a daughter, and he got his mates to kidnap her. And the reason why, the reason why they were going to Europe for a holiday mm-hmm. and he needed to sort of get his young daughter uh, in the headspace of this is what happens. Mm-hmm. But then I started watching like um, real life, like kids, people trying to kidnap and then people choking out the kidnappers. Full, real, real like a, a ridiculous thing. But then I was like... Do you? Th- what do you think about getting your mates? So you, Josh, mm-hmm. and Mason could. Um, I- I'm teaching Bodhi self defence, and I'm saying yeah. this is a real threat. Okay, sure. You watch yourself, Bodhi, because you may be kidnapped at some okay. point. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> and and then- so we could do. Yeah, I do like the idea. So what you're saying is because they offered this as a service. Our mate Leon Shergren did it in the city, so it was a whole kidnap experience. Oh. And so you'd have to wait on a corner and then some masked dudes yeah. would come in a van, grab you and then fucking take you somewhere. 
Dude, that's exactly right. And so, mm-hmm. the, I mean, for an adult, that seems like it's your kink and you're just paying some fucking sure. nasty men to kidnap you, rough mm-hmm. you up a bit. I think Leon just likes <laughs> escape rooms and stuff. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. But this one, this is like the, the video that I saw was these two big guys kidnapping this young girl, and so which, he, you know, the dad of the young girl was outside and he's like, okay, I've just got my mates, they, they've kidnapped my daughter, she's going to come out this door or in a second and I'm going to reveal. And she's like just limp while these guys are pulling her out of this door and then he's like, hey, sweetheart. And she's like, hi, dad. Like she looks like defeated, like, mm-hmm. okay, you got me. And so this is my friend Brian and Gavin. These are my best mates. I was like, oh, my God, this is pretty full-on parenting. Like, to to scare your kid like that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think – I mean, you're not a parent. Yeah. Uh, I like but, to play one on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was to ask professional parent over here, yeah, yeah. what do you think about that technique? It's pretty, to- no, it's pretty horrendous, isn't it? It sounds like the dad's <laughs> a bit tweaked. But also, like, oh, this is my best mate, blah, blah. Like, wouldn't you have met the best mate? Like, I know I'm getting into the weeds. Yeah, yeah, but maybe it was a military friend that they were like, sure. mate, okay." Imagine the phone conversation. Who's the? Dude, yeah, who's the? We like, got a if, job. Yeah, if your <laughs> if your mate contacted you and said, "Hey, do you mind kidnapping my daughter just to teach her something about self defense?" I don't think I would do it. You can't feel well, good. It's like I wonder. Push comes to shove. Like if I like what it would take to like really like belt the shit out of someone. Like if I'm on the street, what it would like. How scared do I have to be, or how much do I need to be fearing my own life or the life of people around me to fucking just crush someone's head with a baseball bat? Being the baseball guy, <laughs> it's a really dark thought. But thanks mm. for bringing it up. Um, what do you think? It would have to be something like external to you, like breathe. Like I think even if guys were coming at you, you would always be trying to sort of get away. I don't think you'd have an opportunity to just slug someone in their scone, mm-hmm. you'd try and always get away. You think I'd try it's and always, run? Well, no, it's always best to kind of just like mm-hmm. you'd do a... What's the bunt? That really sort of... What's a bunt? Little, you know a bunt? Aren't you the fucking no, you're a baseball guy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Are oh, you talking baseball? Um, yes, 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 yes. Bunt, yeah. yeah a, just bunt, like a, yeah, a bunt yeah, is yeah, a batting yeah. technique in mm-hmm. baseball mm-hmm. Uh, I know or a bunt. fast pitch softball. The, bunt, the, the batter loosely holds the bat in front of a home plate <laughs> and initially taps the ball into play. You'd definitely be the bunt guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a bunt would imply that I just sort of give them a little hit and run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then they'd be like, oh, oh, and then you'd be out of there. But if Bree was held down, mm-hmm. you, I, I wouldn't yeah, 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 put yeah, it past kid. you. Like, you're mm-hmm. the kid. You're the guy you don't want to get in a fight with when you're a mm-hmm. kid because... You had no boundary. Like, you oh, wouldn't yeah, sure. have meant to smash the baseball yeah, bat over the kid's the head. Yeah, <laughs> but you saw, you saw Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. roundhouse kick a guy in a movie and you thought, that's how you meant to get out of these situations. Well, I did famously have a fight with my own teammate on, uh, at footy training, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Neil um, was being a, being a bit of a bully. Yeah. So, just full-on punch-on. Jeez. It's not a good like it. They, they definitely. It's really sort of. Uh, there's a lot of shame in that in the footy club when you have a punch <laughs> on with your own teammate. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely no. So anyway, I am going to get Bodie into self defence. Mm-hmm. There is something about self defence that, as much as it is, there is violence involved. It is a respect for your capabilities, mm-hmm. and so when you know how to choke someone out, you understand the consequences. So you're not going to choke someone out. 
you know what I mean? Like yeah, well, level like I've I've mentioned it before. I did level one self defense twice. Why? Well, just they they didn't offer any higher at the school, and I just oh okay, so it wasn't a fail. Wasn't the first person to fail. No. The unfailable no, no, test. No, no. No, but, um, <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like a lot of it is just the practical stuff of like you know having keys mm. uh, with you. Like you know I put them sort of you know if I'm going say I'm in Abbotsford and it's yeah yeah you know, 10:30 at night and I'm coming from the office or whatever and you, know, you yeah. have your keys in your fist ready to fucking. The I mean the only in. issue I see about only if those attacking. style of uh, self defense techniques is that. It's probably meaning that you've got a few other areas lacking. So if you know that you mm-hmm. can, that like if you don't do it properly, you're in trouble. Then what? They grab you, but do you know how to choke someone out? Do you know how to? What's your ground game like? Well, I think that if you look at it more sort of broadly, it shouldn't be necessarily always a physical like the. It needs to be extremely practical. So mm. the thing is you might have someone that's stronger than you, bigger than you, all of these types yeah. of things. And so it's using every every element. Like I remember them being like, go for the nuts. Like kick, kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Um, which, you know, like the thing is if, if you're a, um, you know, five foot, uh, you know, sm- smaller framed female and you've got some fucking, you yeah. know, six foot plus, Big dude, mm. ask like saying, "Okay, you just need to choke, like learn how to choke him out." No, no, no. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. It should be the the pre the the go to is use whatever you can bite mm-hmm, exactly, and that's the whole on point. top of just understanding. It's like the person that's never done self defense but has keys in their hand, or like even a weapon. It's like it, there is as much skill in being able to use that weapon as there is in learning how to. Use no weapon. And well, so, yeah, but I think that there is something in the. There's the version which is getting into martial arts, getting into like getting into form and all these different things, and yeah, then yeah. there's the thing that will get you eighty percent there, where it's like, yeah, self defense, very practical. It's not like sexy. Like the thing is, there's nothing sexy about me. Like obviously, it'd be much cooler if I could be like, yeah, I'd fucking. Uh, kick their skull in and I would, you know, fucking make them unconscious by doing this, this and this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like for a lot of people, the keys or those types of things would be the thing to be able to just like – because the thing is that attackers or these people are are people as well. And so all you need to do is disorientate them. So spraying them in the face with something, if it disorientates them, is actually going to be more effective than trying to be a hero and do like correct punches, you know. No, the yeah, the point of half the self defense is to get away. It's yeah. like you're getting an opportunity to run. You should always run. Yeah. Fuck fights. There's yeah. no use in getting in fights. You don't want to get in fights these days anyway. Too many people do martial arts. Like if you think you're a hero in a car yelling at somebody, mm-hmm. it's a high chance that person knows kickboxing mm-hmm. or knows fucking Krav Maga or karate. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's there's too so many you're people going doing to get back into it. Like if. Uh if Bodhi does, will you be like one of the dads that are that are like taking classes or some shit? Definitely. I'd love to. He loves it, loves sort of wrestling around and sort of punch. Like he already knows how to punch a boxing bag. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm just wary at educating him that that is the time to do it. It's not mm-hmm. outside of this. You've got to respect it. Respect mm-hmm. the bag. Respect it, all right? Yeah. I mean, anyway. I don't feel – the thing is that – 
I mean, this is where you and I are a little bit different because it's like there's a I push back on the conversation. I know there's there's gonna be so there's gonna be more people that resonate with you than don't, but there is an alpha element to all of this, which sort of I always push I push back on that sort of style alpha. Oh, like my. I there's always like I think that like you always have like if you're at the footy club or the basketball, it's like oh fuck. Don't mess with fucking Will because Will's fucking black belt and he'll belt the fucking shit out of any of the... Like, yeah, yeah. There is I that, think that's like, external dog. to the person though because anyone who is the black belt, if you've spent mm-hmm. years doing and to get your black belt, you're not you're not belting people at all. It is the... You're actually not allowed. And so, what you could say is you do it... it It'd be hard to continue just doing it for ego when it's painful and you're just like, if your mission is to be the person that everyone fears, I'm sure there is a bunch of those people. But then the person that So, does that it runs need to be then self-defense at all? So, is it then reframing it into, this is a discipline. This isn't about like even external forces or using it on other people. It's about yeah. understanding your phys- physical awareness. 100%. Sort of- it's beyond self-defense. That's why I'm like, when but you say self-defense, it, but- it's like, what does that mean? Self-defense is the is the using whatever you've got around you to try and get out of a situation, whereas yeah. martial arts is an art form where you're focusing on developing skills in a certain area and understanding how your body moves and how it all works, the mechanics of... A move or like so there's the so much more. The framing is important though, right? So if you if you're framing it to Bodhi like this is so that you can get out of this stuff or do all Absolutely, these sorts of things yeah. versus but I can see how it's an easy one to yeah to fall into where it's this like big sort of um chest beating exercise of like because I, I get the appeal. It's like uh as humans we want to be with the physically fit. Like you want to be like you know, when you're younger or whatever, having mates, you know, like when I was in a fight at a 21st, being able to say, oh, Daniel, my mate who's a kickboxer and taking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, the, but, yeah. you Half the people that probably end up getting into those situations, not you, but, like, mm-hmm. the, the fights are the ones, like, the people who are probably fighting most are the ones who don't know how to fight. Mm-hmm. And because there's a confidence in, when you have the understanding that your ability is probably beyond most. You're probably not wanting to go out there and prove it. You're like, I'm comfortable and I'm not worried about did situations. You do the, did you do all these things that you're talking about, like the training and stuff when you were a kid? Yeah, I did I did solid uh, Muay Thai training mm-hmm. for a couple of I was years, at, like, I, I five was days in, a week. I mean, outside of fighting my brothers, I was in the one... Uh, sort of thing in on a, at a twenty first, which I was being yeah, yeah, yeah. more punched at rather than. But if you count how many fights you were in versus I was in, you were in a lot more physical yeah, fights. Yeah. And so, what does that tell you if you're um, talking about the training and saying that if you tr- if you train and you're physically ready, you're less likely to get into a fight? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it was probably the age that I got into it that was. I reckon if I got into it younger, I would have been less likely to think I could use it on the streets. And so, when I did, you when I did learn how to fight, there was there was it was at a time that I was pretty fucking wild, and I was probably more up for a good old street fight. So, do you think um, then intention? Why? Like, so that's why I think like int- intentions are an important element. So it's like, yeah. if you are a guy who it's like sees the value in being 
physical or it's like I need mm. to, you know, be prepared because I'm going to fight, like I need to be able to sort of defend mm. myself. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's an element of it where it's like there, there's the utility of I've got to walk from here to my car, you know, making mm-hmm. sure that you're safe. And then there's thinking about it as this tool that you always have. And yeah. I think that, like, it's interesting because I think there is so used in the right way. There'd be self-esteem type stuff. I don't know if they 100%. teach. I don't know if they teach around like, um, you know, like combining that with a book like Nonviolent Communication, like combining <laughs> that extreme with the other one, which is like, oh, the the best thing. Like in in a lot of circumstances, it's like. How do you try and avoid getting into a situation where you would need mm. to belt the shit out of someone? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think um, discipline. Uh, so it is that you need to have discipline to stick at it, and it mm-hmm. is a discipline that you you practice. And for the for that reason, it does gear you towards. It is like a practice that you sort of you're involved in. So when once you're sort of deep in the discipline. It brings a whole lot of other things, even though you're not reading a book like nonverbal, you know, whatever communication, nonviolent communication, just physical. But so, so you're like you. Re- there's a change in your body. There's a mm-hmm. change in your mindset. If anything, it's like understanding your mind a bit more. And this is what like karate and shit, like these sort of Asian practices where they're focusing on breathing and mindset and meditation. It's it's a good concoction, but I think mm-hmm. yeah, getting into it younger and understanding that it's um, that it's not just about fighting or self defense. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's a discipline that if you stick at it, you can get better and you can understand how the body works. It's interesting because like so much, um, whether we like it or not, so much of parenting um, and looking at what we want for our kids and things like that comes down to status. So think about like the opposite. So that version, for me, I think about oh, if I had a kid, I, I I would want them to be like coding and doing things like that and being. And so, really, why do I want that? It's because we think we want the best for our uh, kids. And then there's an element of, um, uh, but but then there is the part of it which is like, oh, you want to put them into the best position to be high status when they're older right don't you think that that's like there is an there's an element where like what sort of parent is not wanting that like you're trying to put as many yeah i know but what about like the emphasis on meditation is that trying to get get a kid to be high status like there are i know what you're saying there are probably some natural things that Mm -hmm. gear towards status but there are also lessons that you understand later in life that would just help someone's ability mm-hmm. to navigate their existence and so things like meditation my push that Bodhi understands and he you even ask him he's he recited to me this meditation the other day and I was like what the fuck and I was like that's good tell mm-hmm. me again and he mm-hmm. focus on the body bring yeah. your attention to like and he says it it's like not the saying meditation it's bad teacher. like status like doing stuff for status is not bad because well, you wouldn't yeah. do anything right like you wouldn't like everything could be applied to some sort of level, but I think that it's interesting how, uh, from an environment perspective, 
we all see status slightly differently or we all sort of, for me, if I think about like what I'm impressed by, uh, you know, book smarts or like being out like that type of thing versus there is like I think that you and I have sort of in some ways polar opposites mm. um, in what we sort of value in people, but then we also have these connectors too, right? So it's like mm. um, the 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 hybrid, the person who is book smart, mindful, and then physical understands their physical body is sort of seen as this sort of like the ultimate, right? And then you've got like – so I, th- I feel like it's I think statuses within co- different cultures. And so – and so, but th- and that's where status isn't just rich and poor, you know, fit and unfit. It's like status is uh, someone who managed to get out of living in commission home, homes because they grew up there. And that could be but, – but then that's just one area. And so, that's where – I don't know. I I don't. I don't know how many people think about status like you do, um, in terms of just existing and looking around and thinking about it. Well, think about influence. So, for instance, like, what does it take to convince someone of something? So, when you have a business, status is so important because you need to convince someone that you know enough shit, you know enough of what you're doing you make them comfortable enough that they're like, oh, yeah, I'll come on this journey, right? Like I feel like um, Mm. influence in that very sort of specific thing and then it comes down, like then status does play a a massive element in it. Mm. Um, I even look at working at Invato and how um, someone like Collis, who, uh, you know, uh, co-founder of Invato and, and, you know, worked there for 13 years, he's finishing up at the end of the year, a CEO. And I think about how much status is in what he does. And then I think about like, not in the sense of like flashy, he's not a flashy mm. guy, but there's so like the things that get said is it's like, Collis is the sm- always like the smartest guy in the room. He like mm. this, that. And I just see how status isn't this thing we like talking about, but it's the thing that we constantly use all the time right like why do we why, have a why do we have a podcast so oh it's you could purely say, for money purely <laughs> yeah, to yeah, make exactly. fucking yeah, just, shit loads of coin um no but if you think about it it's like there is the there's the element where we say oh we want to connect with people and we want to do all those sorts of things mm. but if you're always playing stat- if you play status games there's a lot of ego involved in that no i, I don't think, think if you i think that it's like i think you are delusional if you think that most things like it's not playing status games. We are all if you own no, it, if I you know, live so in a house, if you if you go out and interact with someone, like that is all status. And yeah, so, I get I get but if my point of like being focused on raising your status as versus doing something, getting great at it. Do you want to make brand, more do you want to make more money uh, in two years' time than what you make are making now? Yeah, but I don't think that's due to wanting to raise my status. That's Why is about it? 
that's about understanding the limitations of what my existence now is and what I want to do for my family. So, so you can see status as an external, but you, I know what you're saying, but all I'm saying is there's a difference between playing, playing, aiming to raise your status for external validation outside of your own needs. And so to become CEO of a company to make all those fuckwits at school know that you're actually a baller so is a, is a different that's an ego driven status play versus I need to feed my family and I don't want to live in this anymore and I so understand. But, it is status though it is raising status and so this but is it's the, not ego driven status rising no but the, I think that the I think that's I'm trying to think of the, the the name of the book, but I um I was I was reading a little bit. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it was it was all about this sort of stuff around specifically like our actual intentions. And so, what I'm saying is, status isn't bad. Status is something that we all inherently have, uh, whether, whether we like, like it or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not only that, but like, so the CEO thing is a very obvious. Stand, like it's probably not even a good example, right? But when when someone does something for a charity, that is uh, that is a status symbol. Like that is doing something that is based on status. So whether they're talking about be, it or not, what about yeah? So the thing is that if if you not being not talking about it. And just and this is the thing. Like I think that the criticism that people would have is it's like, well, where the fuck do you go? Like, but I think that yeah, that is yeah. based on that status is a bad thing. Um, and so there's like wanting to give, wanting to give back, wanting to do all mm. of that sort of thing. That is status. That is saying mm-hmm. I have enough, and now I want to use the status that I have to do do these different things. And by doing those different things you then gain more status. Mm-mm. It's like yeah, there's think, a reason I think why... When people like, was, I reckon pe- where it sort of gets a bit missed is when people... When status seems like the observed from outside of the internal. And so, because you're looking at status, oh, the light's on, the light's off, or status I'm viewing, it's an external view in. Whereas you're saying it's like a if you're looking internally to the status. But, but status is where, an influence... Like it is a tool for influence as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do good in the world, you need status mm. because you need to be able to influence people. Um, and so whether it's physical or whether it's financial or that sort of thing, like I think that there is a risk in being like, I'm not playing a status game. If you've ever posted on social media, you are entering into status. You are saying, I'm posting this thing. And I want people to like it. Mm. If you don't, why are you posting it? Mm. Like what? Like what's the 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 reason why? Like you know, and there's a there's a little bit of cynicism in these sorts. Of, but why do we like other people's stuff? We like other people's stuff because what's going on? Are you getting? Oh, this is Nissan sending giving me a bloody call on on the thing um <laughs> I, th- I was i was gonna yell at you then i thought it was you um no, the <laughs> the uh yeah why do we like other people's stuff right on instagram we would say we like other people's stuff because oh we like it i don't know but is there a part of you that likes someone's post 
because you want the same back. That we all have this unspoken rule that we're all going to fucking like each other. Like, why do you like the things on my post, like on my on my stuff? Or because you, you will like, fucking crack the shits if I don't like it. Definitely. Do you get yeah. this sort of thing? And so the thing is, it's yeah, not I guess like it's not a. Um, so there's it, unconscious status plays that we're all making. It's exactly. And so the thing is, I don't think. Oh, we've got it. Then it's nine o'clock meeting, so we're going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's anything uh, wrong with all this status stuff. Anyway, it's a daily talk show. What do you Let think? Let us know what high you think. Daily, high at the daily talk show.com. As a status thing, we would love for you to post on Instagram about us. Oh, uh, anyway. It would make our day. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your day. Love you guys. Bye.